say I'm middle-aged. Kevin Owens, Demon Finn Balor, Edge, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, Jey Uso, uh, who am I forgetting? You, uh, you won't know because you've not been watching. Mm. <laughs> Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, The Fiend, Braun Strowman. I think that might be it. If not Cody... And if not Cody in this setting, with the feathers on the back, and the baby, and the finish the story, and the raise this title for my dad, and oh. who and when? So what? What was the? Is it who? Who? Who had seven years? Was that Bruno Sammartino? Bruno Sammartino. <laughs> maybe we're just going there. Maybe maybe that's that's how it is. Michael Cole said that he's not been pinned since November twenty nineteen or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, let's get into it. <laughs> Welcome to episode 52. I was going to say we've got seven and a half hours to talk through before we get to that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> There's so many mismatches to talk about first. Welcome to episode 52. This is the Middle East Outlaws podcast. Today we are going out of our comfort zone and talking contemporary wrestling sports entertainment, whatever it may be, come under the Endeavour blanket of yeah. media, combat, whatever it's going to be. Um, we sat down and watched eight hours of wrestling this weekend, Adam. Not yeah. much wrestling was involved in those eight hours. A lot of adverts. I'm good on adverts oh, now. God, yeah. There were sponsorships. a Sponsorships. yeah. Yeah, I've never seen a luchador piece of cereal until this weekend, but we've seen it now. Um, yes, how are you? I am happy to not be about to watch eight hours of wrestling again. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm good. And I know, you know, we talked about this as, oh God, are we sure we want to do this? This is, uh, yeah, it's a lot. Um, yeah. I, I feel I feel like uh, I lost a lot of energy over this. Um, wow. And it was like, it's because it's such a tough turnaround because mm-hmm. you've got 
Saturday nights, which you kind of have to watch on the Sunday so that you're not leaving too much for the Monday. And then Monday night stuff is uh, like Monday nights taken up by trying to catch up on Sunday stuff. And then, yeah, I'm just a little bit wrestling fatigued or sports mm. entertainment fatigued. Oh, you're all sports entertainment, all, all sports entertained out. Okay. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe next podcast we could we could discuss. I don't know what tickles your fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Something else. Okay. Okay. Before we get into this eight-hour extravaganza, let's talk about what we normally talk about, which is I would like to go back in time. We like to get ourselves and place ourselves into to to where where it is that we're talking about. That was this weekend. But I do, I do have little bits and pieces to tell you. So I've got our music, I've got our movies, and I, I've got. I did a silly fan cast. I don't think you did casting for this. How could you possibly cast? This is, would be Godfather esque. Once upon a time in America, length of movie. Yeah. Did yeah. you not do anything though? I'm sorry, I no, didn't. No. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it was. It was expected. So I thought. I'd try and get a wee laugh out of you before we go into this wrestling. But first, okay, our music. So, do you want to take a guess? Have like, you... like right now in the you, music you, chart. Yes. So, so this weekend, UK number one in the music charts. Uh, um, uh, Louis Capaldi. I mean, that's as it's as good a guess as any. It's not right, but you're on the on the right track. So, if you think of little fellas that that you know just one little fella he's, he seems to be everywhere he was on an episode of game of thrones with aria he would he's headline glastonbury just him and his guitar was, was ed sheeran on game of thrones aye, aye, is it ed sheeran it is, yes yes and the song was is uh, even i i eyes um closed i Yes, How, yes, look at that. You, Without any sort of zero problems. Yeah, yeah. And the U, I, I you're not going to get the US Billboard number one. Okay. I'm telling you that because okay. I don't even know. Um, the song is called Like Crazy, which is how we both felt after okay. watching yeah. wrestling by Jimin. Uh, Jimin. Okay. okay, I'm glad you clearly don't know who it is either. No. <laughs> I think it's some sort of TikTok song. Um, oh, okay. And the UK and US box office number one for this weekend is the same film. Right. I would. You, I might, would... you might have seen a trailer for it on the telly. Wait, I'm, I'm thinking telly, and I'm thinking there's two films that I remember having seen stuff for on the telly. One was Minions, and I don't think it'll be Minions. John Wick? John Wick was number two. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. Yes. Um, it was Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. Okay. I had heard about that coming out. Okay. There okay. you go. Um, and I've got one little trivia question for you. Uh, and this came up because when Bad Bunny came on the telly, um, my wife was like, Bad Bunny? What sort of name is that for a wrestler? I said, he's no wrestler. He's a very popular singer. Um, I said, actually, I think he's the most streamed artist in the world right now. 
she's like, I right, I've never heard them, never heard them. So I looked up his monthly listeners, and I would like you to take a stab at what Bad Bunny's monthly listeners the number is on Spotify. That's uh, right. So, oh God, right, uh, twelve million. Oh, it's going. Uh, t- twenty-five million. Nah. Oh no. It's, uh, it's sixty-five and a half million on oh, Jesus. listeners. Jesus. Jesus. I don't even insane. think sixty-five and a half million people have Spotify accounts. Like I, I yeah, it's a bit worrying for me when I th- I know that I, I don't know anything about music since about two thousand and five. <laughs> I kind of would have assumed your wife had like finger on the pulse with, you know, the modern stuff, but But like the social media you about to see some yeah, somewhere. Yeah. That's no for mm. guys like us. No, no. And I wouldn't want it to be. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Do you see Bad Bunny's hosting backlash? Is every show just going to have a host now? I have no idea. I think it's because it, it's special because it's in Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, but, but okay. We'll, we'll get on to Bad Bunny because he's he appears yeah. in, and, and makes um, his presence felt. So I want to try and give you a bit of a laugh. So I've tried to come up with WrestleMania 39 as a motion picture set within the Kevin Smith cinematic universe. I like that. Okay. I've only got a few few different people. So, the main event night one was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Yep. I've got that set within Clerks 2. Okay. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn played by Silent J and Silent Bob. Yeah. Kevin yep. Owens more resembling Silent Bob. Yeah, it, it does a wee bit. Stick, yeah. stick, stick a beard on Jay. Um, the Usos played by Randall and Dante. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure which one. Maybe maybe Jay's a little reluctant. He said, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Uh, in the same universe, we've got Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair uh-huh. uh, for the women's, whichever women's um, belt it was. So I've got Rhea being played by Elias. As he's going through his goth phase in Clerks okay. Three, okay, yeah, as it gets more and more ridiculous as the film goes on, and uh, Charlotte played by now I think that's her name Jennifer Schwalbach. is that um, Kevin Smith's wife? Oh yeah, I think that's maybe right. Yeah, she's got the, the, that type of face that you maybe want to you want to do a, a pump handle slam off the top of a rope onto. Um, <laughs> What else we got here? So I've got our, our opener on night one, John Cena versus Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. I've got that taking place in the Jane Silent Bob Strike Back universe. Okay. Um, I thought given how Austin Theory won the match, we could have Mark Hamill as Cockknocker playing Austin Theory. <laughs> and <Yep>. uh, <laughs> Cena looking a little bit older with the, the longer hair. I thought James Van Der Beek. Could, oh, nice. Could play John Cena. Nice. <laughs> uh, and finally, I have got here um, the main event, Night 2, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns, uh, taking place in the Mallrats universe. Okay. Yep. R- Roman with the arrogance, especially when he's getting announced and he does that flippy thing with the belts. He's be- he's Affleck. Affleck, yeah, yeah, in, I can in any film, but especially yeah, in Mallrats. Absolutely, yeah, spot on. 
uh, Cody would be our hero in this story. So he's Jeremy London playing T.S. Quint. Okay. Yep. yep. And finally, I've Solo Sokoa, who's the sort of enforcer uh, character, which is very similar to Michael Rooker's character as the security guard. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. And when what he goes for that like? Samoan spike, he might have a brown thumb. Chocolate covered friends. <laughs> oh, brilliant. There well you played. You've, you've put in a lot of effort into that. I appreciate it. Good. <laughs> Talking of putting in a lot of effort, shall we? Shall we march on? Shall we go yeah, for it? I think I think we know we're not gonna. There's some here we're gonna not spend an awful lot of time on because you know. Let Let's be honest. We've got eight hours worth of wrestling to cover. So yeah. Yes. What I think. What I think I'll say. Uh, first of all, I suppose. How did you feel before it? Did Did you? Did you get rid of uh, any sort of preconceived thoughts of what it was going to be like and just give yourself to it? Or were you like, sort of fritter, fritter? I really, I, I, I tried. So I went I went into this thinking just open mind. I thought, I've not been watching anything on telly, but they're quite good at their video packages. I'll mm-hmm. get up to speed on the story and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try and throw myself into it. I think the cynicism kicked in a few times in a few matches. I had some I was looking forward to. I had some I wasn't. Okay. And I probably allowed myself to write off the ones that I wasn't enthusiastic for before they'd even started, if I'm being honest. Okay. What about you? Um, it's difficult to say. There was definitely... I, I think I allowed myself to be interested in the in the Roman Reigns Cody. Mm-hmm. Not so much the story, because a lot of the bloodline story has been Sami Zayn related. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the Cody story that's, that's led up to this. I think um, him getting injured with a peck uh, yeah. has, has almost helped him because he's yeah. had that sort of Triple H-esque time off. He's come mm-hmm. back, he's won the Rumble. I bought into it. I bought into the story and I bought into the idea of him winning the title. And I don't even think I was that high on Cody Rhodes. I, I don't think I thought he was a great character or that great mm-hmm. in the ring. Um, but I was invested in that match. Okay. Um, as far as the rest of it's concerned, I was watching it. I watched most of it with my eight-year-old. So I was, it was interesting to see things through through yeah. his reactions. Okay. Yep. Um and there's there's times I'll talk about it here. And there's there's times where I, I was thinking, who who's the demographic for this? Because we're mm. we're middle aged, practically practically middle aged. And I think some of it is. I genuinely think some of it is targeted at us. Um, yeah. But I also think there's stuff targeted at kids. Yeah. I absolutely. think there's stuff targeted at women, mm-hmm. um, fans as well. And I I, I just. I don't know. I sometimes think that when I'm watching modern wrestling is who is this for and am I supposed to be enjoying this? Yeah, I suppose um, I've definitely heard this talked about somewhere between Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff that when you become this size of an organisation you're trying to give something for everyone and I I suppose I kind of get that. You know, and I suppose I've always had it in my mind. I think this is this has been the case since WrestleMania one. 
it maybe was a little bit less so during the Attitude Era when they were selling a crazy number of pay-per-views and all that. But I think they've always tried to have something on the shows to appeal to a wider audience when it's WrestleMania in the belief that non-wrestling fans or, or semi-interested fans will buy it. Because, you know, WrestleMania 1 had what, Mr. T in the main event and, you know, Liberace and, you know, all sorts. And I think it it maybe bothers me more in modern wrestling, but it's always been there at WrestleMania. It's always been a thing. Yeah. I think, I think what I was also thinking today was that I can get behind a great story. And whenever we've talked about Attitude Era pay-per-views, we've talked about story, particularly main event stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the in-ring isn't great, yeah. but you can get behind the story. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of that, I, I could sit down and watch a really, really good wrestling match. Um, and I think mm-hmm. we'll potentially come to that as we're talking through this. Um, what I struggle with is where there's a crap story and then the stuff in rings just a bit meh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Okay. So let's kick off. Night one. Where immediately, immediately got my back up. The Miz and the dog father of WrestleMania. Did did you know they were hosting it? I think I knew the Miz. I thought the Miz and, and Maurice's wife were. Hosting All right, it. Okay. I, I didn't know anything okay. about Snoop. And okay. why is Snoop the dog father of WrestleMania? Because he's the uh, dog father of everything. I, I assume so. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he's got credentials for it. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer, apparently. He is, yeah. I yeah. didn't know that, I don't think. I think there's um, like a celebrity wing, isn't there? That's what they say aye, when he's in aye. Yeah. Who, uh, not who, what, why Why do we need a host, do you think? Just to, 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 to do stuff. I, I remember it, it became a thing a few years ago, but it, it, it came and went, I thought. So I remember, like, did they not have Hulk Hogan as the host of WrestleMania 30? Um, and then you know you got that bit at the start where The Rock comes out and Austin comes out and it's all mm-hmm. these legends in the ring but they've also had it where it was like um, oh god what were that tag team called three of them, three guys yeah, the new day. yeah, yeah they hosted one year and I, I don't yeah. know why <laughs> I kind of lost track of why there was a host at times gives, gives some of their, their roster something to do I suppose yeah. um, I, I understand The Rock hosting I think what the rock yeah, was twenty seven yeah. or something like that, and he yeah. got involved in the main event and it's set up yeah. the next two years or whatever. But yeah, ah, whatever, whatever. Uh, let's talk about the first match, which yeah. I think was a good a good way to start. Um, Austin Theory, US Champion versus John Cena. Uh, I suppose first impressions of everything as it opens up the stage and all that. And SoFi Stadium just looks amazing. Love yeah, an outdoor it WrestleMania. It looks yeah. amazing. I really like the stage. The whole Gone Hollywood thing with the steps and the red carpet and the cinema, uh, the posters, movie posters. Yep. Amazing. Because it yep. can sometimes look a bit like that sort of plasticky mm-hmm. sort of way. Yeah. Um, but these look cool. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. What also, did you make of Kevin Hart? Is the intro? Oh, I, I don't. Nah, I haven't. I don't know. I don't think. I, I, Finley was going. Who's this guy? <laughs> like, I think the thing that do you know? I remember like the 
was it Freddie Blassie doing the, you know, he would just speak at the start and you'd see the videos and the old and the new and all that. I always thought that mm -hmm. was really cool. This just, you know, I don't know. It's there. It's fine. It didn't, I didn't hate it. I just thought, man. It doesn't really get you nah. up for it. Yeah, agreed. Normally, they normally used, you know, they used to do the whole, like, talking about the main event. You'd be like, oh, this is what I'm here for. <laughs> Yeah, then I suppose when it's split over two nights and it's hard yeah, it's, to do that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So, I didn't yeah. um I went into Austin Theory against Cena unsure about whether it had um much build on TV and I saw there was some interaction uh on the mic between them. Um so I thought at least it's not totally cold, but I imagine quite rushed. Um as, So as they, they've been doing this sort of thing where Austin well obviously Austin Theory had the money in the bank and all that. And that yep. seemed like it was a Vince project. And then they took it off him. Uh -huh. um, and he was a selfie guy. And they took all this sort of daft, gimmicky stuff away. And he grew a beard and looked a bit more like an adult. Uh -huh. And like they've been presenting him as a lot more uh, taken seriously. Okay. Since his one. And he had a big program with Seth Rollins, possibly, I think. And mm. um, that's helped him. But, but sort of pitter-pattered across probably the last couple of years has been these sort of interactions with John Cena every now and again. Um, I think they're doing quite a good job of comparing the two. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Cena with the ruthless aggression stuff with Kurt Angle and Theory sort of mimicking him. and, and uh, So there's been bits and pieces across yep. the last couple of years and then the last couple of weeks they've had back and forth on the mic as well. Okay. It's um, quite a, a pop Cena got. I think I I mentioned this before. I think I've got more of an appreciation for him now. Um, whereas when I was watching, it was getting towards my later stages of watching actively and he was in every main event for what just seemed like years. I was just kind of done. You know, you, you just want to see something new, something different. Um, and it was before, you know, Reigns was there and established as a main eventer and things like that. And maybe there was a little bit of a, a dearth of main event talent at, at that period of time. Um, so you can kind of understand why it happened. But yeah, I think now that it's sporadic appearances and going in there with younger guys and seeming happy to put younger guys over, I think I've got more of an appreciation now. I absolutely loved the the Make a Wish kids up on the yeah. up on the stage with them. Ah, oh, I don't know, it's brilliant. And uh, it's something can't... he's quite that didn't feel forced because you know he's very heavily involved in that, yeah. so it's a natural fit. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. There's a thing we've seen of where I feel like you're getting him. He's like winking at you, saying, "I, I know I'm." I know I'm a, I am a wrestler. You know that this is nonsense, and so do I, but I love it, and so mm -hmm. do you. It's like he's, I don't know, I don't actually know if I like it or not, but he's kind of like all that smiling and he's saying mm -hmm. thank you and he's doing the five knuckle shuffle and all that. Yeah. He, he's he's obviously very sort of settled in that sort of mm -hmm. role. Yeah. Um, but aye, the entrance was cool. Um, First thing I've got written down here after the stuff about the entrance is that Hogan, Hulk Hogan would not be dropping the title to John Cena with that lack of a tan. <laughs> what was he doing? And I, I, 
because he's he's let his hair grow a bit. There's a bald spot and everything. Mm. There's uh, it's it happens to the best of us. Absolutely, Indeed. happens to the best of us. Yeah, it absolutely does. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the in ring of the match? I I I thought you know. I was thinking it it kind of served a purpose, you know. There were some bits in it. Um, you got a theory biting Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I was thinking, you know, Mike Tyson Evander Holyfield for a bit because he bites his ear. He then <laughs> bites his hands when he's trying to put the STF on him. Um, and I think you know you you got some moments of. Um, kind of mockery by theory you know doing some Cena stuff in there mm-hmm. um i don't think I, I you know i was at any point taking it overly seriously as a as a wrestling match i thought you know there were some moves in there that were fine i thought they put the cockiness of theory over because he attempts a, a boot on the chest cover on on cena at a point and things like that um you got some hints of cena's sort of classic move set which i think the crowd there wanted to see they wanted to see a bit of five knuckle shuffle and stuff like that. Um, mm. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was fine. I, I wasn't expecting it to be a classic. I don't think it was, but I thought it, it it told that bit of story that was on the go there. It came across to me that Theory was desperate to get this win and felt he was entitled to get this win, which I thought mm. was quite good from a character point of view from for him as well. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was fine. It was fine. Nice opener. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you're saying, like the crowd are well into. Yes, there's seen John Cena. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't. We've seen some classics, some barnstormer wrestling matches to open it, but I think the crowd were up for it because it was Cena. So that that did the job of getting the crowd going. Hundred um, percent. You and I, we predicted our matches beforehand, oh, and we yes. both had we both had theory beating Cena. One point to the outlaw. Yes. <laughs> Cena was uh, as if Cena was ever going over. <laughs> Holding on the been belt a bit hostage. Concerned if he had. <laughs> but yeah. Um I I like Theory. I, th- I think he looks like he's pretty good in the ring. Um <laughs> he did a lot of sort of comedic stuff in NXT which shows he's got that in his uh, in his bag and he yep. like he pulls off this that sort of cocky heel like second nature so i think like give it a couple of years you never know mm-hmm. i think yeah. it'll be interesting to see where he goes um second match on the card is our tag team now tell me if i miss stuff because uh have i missed no. something no 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 all good uh, all good is our tag team four-man tag team showcase yeah wrestlemania showcase match why do things need like why can we just have a match yeah i miss the the sort of old old times where you've got like a quick warlord versus beefcake match and it's like two minutes we don't really get that eh? everything has to be grand i felt like they were i think they were i felt like michael cole was trying as it went to explain that you know these are four of the premier tag teams we've got and whoever wins this has to think they're in line for a title shot. So, you know, I think they were trying to build something around it to give a reason for this existing and being important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, like, I, I was thinking, 
I wouldn't say I was all that enthusiastic for the match. I thought, you know, it's multi-person tag. It can get a bit messy. It's difficult to keep track of what's going on. But I knew going into this, there were performers that I like that were going to be in this match. I'm a, right. I'm a fan of Ricochet. Um, I, I like both Street Profits. Um, okay. I think they both bring something. Haven't seen an awful lot of the Viking Raiders. Quite, quite interesting looking chaps. Um <laughs> And uh, I like, what, is it Gable? Is that his name? Shoes! Uh, Sorry. I, I, I like him. He's got something. He's got something about him. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought, well, this might be okay because oh, I like some of the performers. So, sort of go Vicky Guerrero on you, but excuse me, you're missing someone. You can't praise everyone and miss out Otis. Otis. I mean, he's he's, he's got a different look about him, that lad. It's, he's, he gets, he must be wider than, I don't know what, a minivan. He's, he's, why did they keep referencing something about him becoming a model or something like that? Because there's a a tag team in a group called Maximum Male Models, um, Mansoir and Massé. Oh. Um, one of the guys that was in that retribution. Do you remember the guy at the sort of bane mask and he's got like the, the oh, box yes. and stuff? Yeah. Um, them two and a girl that they brought up from NXT, Maxine Dupree. Um, do you remember? I was going to say, do you remember when they made LA Knight uh, a talent agency? And you're like, who's LA Knight? So no. Anyway, <laughs> there, there's this maximum male models faction, and the girls being kind of side eye and Otis every now and again on the on the TV shows, and he's like, hey, doing all that sort of nonsense, and she's like, hmm, Otis. So that's why. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I also, you, you didn't pick up on the fact I didn't name-check Strowman, but, you know. Oh, well, neither did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you not like Big Braun? I think I liked him when he, he had a programme with Reigns ages ago, and it's, it was like they were very well-matched. Like, I think the... They uh, they had like some no contests and things like that. I think Strowman mm-hmm. actually got a win against him as well on a pay per view. Be a long time ago now, obviously. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know. Since he came back, I've just kind of thought oh, I'm just not sure I care. Fair enough. There was a elimination chamber where they put him over like ridiculously strong. Mm. He, he wrecked everyone. I think it was around about the same time that you're talking about. Yeah, when he yeah. was like tipping over the ambulance and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, remember. I remember all that. Yeah. Um, since he came back, yeah, he sort of. I think he, I think him and Ricochet make quite a cool wee team. Actually, well, it's a good combination. You know, he's obviously massive and ridiculously built and all that. And Ricochet is a good wrestler. He's a great high flyer and all that kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. So I don't even know. I so so I'm going to call them Ricklebron. I'm not a fan of of these just separate people they need a team name if we're going to take them seriously okay. you never heard the nasty boys being announced as knobs and sags knobs and sags no you ain't that that's it <laughs> uh, they would never have got over without just just that being their name nah. no uh, rick abron versus the viking readers versus alpha academy versus the street profits i think if they'd said the winner of this match We'll get a title shot at Backlash. Yeah. I'd have been like, yes. Ra- rather than just hinting that it might help them get there. Uh-huh. Yeah, just saying it. This is for the number one contendership. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's cool. Um, this 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 was exciting. This was quite fun. I I, I genuinely quite like this sort of daft match because um, you know if you've got Ricochet there, that, that you'll get the sort of high spots. These, uh-huh. That the the bigger Viking Raider. I don't know if it's Eric or Ivar, but he always pulls off these sort of incredible moves that it doesn't look like he should be able yeah there was yeah that that caught my eye um there was something i've got it i think i'll have written it down somewhere i didn't go move for move because you know we're not going to be able to talk about these move for move but uh yeah there was something he did that i thought oh a guy that size shouldn't be doing that Mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah like the old uh vader moonsault landing on his Uh uh-huh yeah yeah chad gable's an impressive wrestler Uh uh-huh yeah, that, absolutely. That German they did on, on Braun Strowman was unreal. Uh-huh. Brilliant. Yep. Angle-esque. Um, we'll jump straight to the 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 end. I suppose Rick, Ricochet with that uh, shooting star press from the top rope outside looked like, I think Cole said it, it's like he stopped in mid-air. Uh-huh. Amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he then jumps back in and does another shooting star, I think, Montez Ford, no, uh, Dawkins, Angelo, Angelo Dawkins yeah. gets the knees up. Montez Ford hits his ridiculous frog splash in a, yep. a cool, modified version where uh-huh. where Dawkins is holding him up with his knees, hits yep. him in the back, and, and they get the win. Street Profits a little bit boring because we've like they've done prof, Street Profits beat Usos. Like, yeah, oh. I also kind of thought it was maybe just with the the performance that Ford put in in the build-up and in the elimination chamber that um, it might have been moving towards them going on their, their solo yeah. runs. Yeah. But yeah, um, they're entertaining to watch, at least. Absolutely. Yep. And they both got a bit of character about them as well. They're not just yeah. high-flying and, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up on my notes is Seth V. Logan Paul. Was there anything in between there? Nothing noteworthy anyway. No. Okay. Um... <laughs> This is going to be interesting because I, I know that you probably have zero appreciation for Logan Paul. Um, I, you've, I don't think you've seen any of his previous matches, have you? What did I see? I watched the Rumble. He featured at the Rumble. Yes. Um, he did that thing where they... Him and Ricochet. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think my thing is, he's, he's got impressive athleticism. I think due to kind of how he found success, I'm a bit like, why should I care, you know, uh, about this guy? Um, And I feel like there's a whole lot of guys, and I get it because it's eyeballs, but there's a whole lot of guys that will put in a fuck ton of effort to get to where they are and then don't get on the show. And then, yeah. Well, we talked to, you and I were texting about Bobby Lashley. You were asking me where he was. Yeah, I was confused. I remember seeing him seeming like he dominated Lesnar, and then he's just not. <laughs> he's not that, on the card. That guy that was in the, was it the Elimination Chamber that we were speaking about? What's his name again? The guy that looks like a sort of miniature typhoon. Can't remember his name. Oh yeah, I know exactly who you mean. Um, I'd never seen him before. I mm-hmm. remember seeing him. Yeah, like some of that, especially that you know he's he's got um, sort of related to Rollins with being in that mm-hmm. match. Anyway, anyway, we know what they're doing, and and to be fair, like Logan Paul had a really good match against Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. 
uh, really entertaining. Um, he's pretty, to be fair, he, he probably has um, he made that sort of spot on the card his, I think. And Triple H was actually asked about that. You know, they do these press conferences now, and it's like, mm-hmm. are they doing them in character? Are they doing them in uh, is this yeah. a backstage persona? Anyway, Triple H was asked about that, and he basically said, stop complaining about it and show me a reason why you should be on instead of him. I, I, I get it. I, like, I, and, you know, if you've got a guy that can perform physically, and you know he brings eyeballs, then yeah, why why would the company not put him on the show? I think I just haven't found yet my reason for wanting to watch him. Um, and I did have, I've got something right at the start of my notes that I don't think I refer back to in this. <laughs> Bad reaction for Paul as he comes out. He has a prime mascot with him. That's somebody that is shaped like it's somebody. That's not just going to be a mascot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you know who it was? Um, when once, he took his mask off, did you know who he was? I didn't until they said who he was, and then it was right, like, okay. I, I know who that is. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I thought I thought the entrance for Logan Paul was weird. Um, like, he's a heel, but he's sort of coming out in a sort of silly baby face way mm. of um, coming down the ladder, uh, swing thing. Um, with the, I don't yeah. know why he had the microphone either. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. more potatoes, but it's a little bit weird. Uh, Rollins with the sort of well, you know, like this character of Rollins is, is just outra- outrageous is the word. That jacket he had on is unbelievable. Yeah. What? And then the pink Jeff Jarrett style outfit he had yeah. on. What was that? What, what did you make of the whole orchestra conductor thing? Yeah, it fell flat a little bit, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. Maybe, maybe in the stadium it was great, but like, because obviously, certainly a section of the crowd were singing along and enjoying it. So, yeah, maybe if you're there, you get caught up in that. Um, and then it kind of just continued. Um, this is what they do, though. The Rollins just goes, does this conductor thing, and everybody goes, oh. It's just... I was done that, with that, that pretty quick. That's not part of your character, though. He's, cl- he's a class wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like he's sort of stuck in this I don't know what he's he's in he's like almost too good he's really good at being the sort of utility mm-hmm. man and they're able to plug him in um, yeah. I wasn't get... sure if it was real or story but I saw him talking about how he how frustrated he is because he thinks he should have been in the Cody Rhodes spot for the main really? for Mania yeah yeah that's the thing you don't really know if that is mm-hmm. I, I think him versus Roman should be a Wrestlemania main event Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So there were a couple of things came up quite early mentioned by the commentators. <laughs> uh, so Paul apparently has a, a loaded right hand. He's got a screw in it. Titanium. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was wondering if that was real or if we're channeling a bit of Lex Luger. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For first time I'd heard it, but apparently it is legit. The other thing I wondered about, I've heard it said before by announcers that, you know, someone is a student of the game and that they, they, you know, they they know everything about the history of wrestling, but I've never fully understood what this means. He studies sports entertainment. What what does that mean? 
he's watched WrestleMania the musical. Like, I mean, studies sports entertainment. Why can they not say professional wrestling? Well, I thought they were saying it again. They, they were, <laughs> aye, they were for like a week after Vince was caught with his pants down, and then suddenly they went back to it again. And then he's got his creepy wee moustache, and he's saying, <laughs> "You will not say the word wrestling on the lips." Oh dear, dear, dear! That's where the little moustache is. <laughs> dear me, what did you think of this match? I, I, I thought it was fine. Like I, I got right. a bit annoyed by the crowd at times. Um, <laughs> you, you'd mentioned this before about the crowd taking you out of an atmosphere. I can't remember what show we were watching, but you felt like they were just doing their own thing rather than paying attention to the match. And I felt like for a while the crowd kept singing the music thing, and I was a bit like, "Try again to the match," and you're not reacting to moves. You're doing your song, and yeah, I found to that be, a wee bit. To be fair, I, I thought the same, right? And then I looked at how long it had been on for. And it'd been, we were about an hour and 40 in, and this was the third match. Uh, yeah. And I was a bit like, mm, fair enough. <laughs> um, I think he's obviously, like, Paul is obviously, I keep saying Paul because I can't remember which one it is. And I know there's two. Um, so I, I, he's, he's obviously training. He's obviously trying to learn moves and spending a lot of time on it and things like that. So that's fine, you know. Um, there's, there's some decent move sets in this. Um, I think you know he's he's clearly going to have a thing where he does a bit of a stunt in uh, in every match as well, yeah. um, and he's obviously got the athleticism to pull that off. Um, quite like uh, what was it? Three suicide dives in a row by by Rollins. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was like that, there was... It's like a video game character uh-huh. sort of charging <laughs> themselves up. I quite like. That. Yeah. Um, I thought that there was there was a, a series of false finish attempts, like sequence, which just looked really choreographed to me, and you know maybe had to be to to get mm-hmm. through it. But mm-hmm. um, at that that felt really like they say it ain't ballet. It kind of felt like it was. Um, We're not a fan. Of- <sighs> um, I, I, I didn't think this was a terrible match. I thought it was fine. I thought it was. It was fine. all right. Uh-huh. Same. That's what I thought too. There was a couple of times I thought later on, I thought, oh, Logan Paul's actually hurt himself. Like he's he's taken some sort of bump because he didn't really look like he knew where he was supposed mm. to be. Okay. Um, I find it interesting that he's, it's like he's got maybe, this is like John Cena, but it's like he's got like five moves that he's really good at. So he does that, mm-hmm. you know, sort of springboard clothesline thing. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He did the GTS at one point. Mm-hmm. He does things off the top rope. Um, and it must just be a, a case of sort of working a match around him. And Rollins, mm-hmm. you know, Rollins was doing a match with Dominic Mysterio about two years ago at SummerSlam. And, mm-hmm. and he was pre con Dom. Pre con Dom? You know what I mean? Before Dominic was in the judgment. That might work. Pre con. I was a little disappointed with this match. I felt like it was quite slow. Um, and I expected uh, a quicker was quite pace. Yeah. It ramped up, but it was all right. Mm-hmm. Seth wins via the stomp. So we never mentioned the sort of daft KSI spot, which was quite funny. Where he, yeah, so um, he pulls Rollins out of the ring and then Rollins goes for him and the, yeah, the hat head opens up in the slot. Yeah. Um, he, pulled, he pulled the head thing off in quite a pantomime way. It was quite funny. Yeah. So is he is 
I know he'd had a, was it a boxing match, like a, a video influencer or whatever it is, boxing match between the two of them, but I assume they're business partners these days. Yes, for the yeah. for the, the prime drink yeah. that the kids are going mad for. Do you know, okay. kid, like, people are paying, like, over 10, 20, 30 pounds for these, for a single bottle of this juice. That seems insane. Mental, you can get it for two pounds. Anyway, um... <sighs> Yeah, he pulls, he pulls Seth on the table. Seth reverses it. Logan's already halfway through the airways frog splash. Um, Seth wins. Wonder where, I, I saw an, an interview with Logan Paul saying that his contract was up, up on the 1st of April. Um, so interesting. Mm. But will it be interesting? No, probably not. But yeah. He'll probably keep him on because he probably gets eyeballs on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Right. Next match is a tag match. Yeah, damage control. Yeah, straight to damage control against uh, Becky and the um, Hall of Famers. Do you know what? This is terrible. Um, But the team of damage control is made up by Bailey, Io Sky, and Dakota Kai. Yep. And um, Cornette calls them Sky and Kai. Sky and Kai. Which I thought was quite funny. Oh, that's a guy in die reference. Yeah. Indeed. You see, you should just. Indeed. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry. My bad. Oh. Uh, it. This felt like a little nod to the past. Um, but this might have been the worst match on the card. Yeah. Like, I, I think I, you know, I've liked uh, Bailey as a performer. I've seen her in, I remember she had a programme with Sasha Banks, which was really good where they were together and then, you know, they mm-hmm, they came mm-hmm. apart and I thought it was a good programme and I thought it kind of put um, Bailey on a, a higher level than she'd been mm-hmm. on before and she became a heel and I thought she did it well. And I don't hate the idea of her having this group that she's kind of leading. I think that that can work. Um, I haven't really known what Becky's been doing since being like I remember the whole when she became huge and there was the Becky two belts and all that kind of thing and then I think there was an attempt at an affiliation with Rollins which didn't really work and then Mm. they came apart from that again but I haven't really known other than you know having kids and stuff what what she's been doing um, Mm -hmm. as a as a character and as a performer and I think I thought well you know loved the stuff with Lita and Trish years ago uh, they were like they had a main event on raw like, mm-hmm. which seems insane because of where women's wrestling was for so long but they were both massively over um and but i just when it came to i just didn't this didn't grab me at all i wasn't interested i was like well this is what it is i probably would have been more invested in a becky against bailey singles match or you know whatever else they could have done but um yeah, it, it didn't. I thought you're going to have to have their moments where they let Lita and Trish get their stuff in, and I thought that was going to be awkward and clunky and all yeah. that. Yeah, didn't didn't work for me. Seems like we thought the same. Um, I've got my notes here. I've just said I get the novelty value, but this is rough and slow. Mm. That that Io Sky is a really good wrestler. She put on mm-hmm. really good matches in NXT. Um, Io Sheree was her name. Um, yeah. This just does not show. This doesn't showcase yeah. that at all, yeah. especially on a two night card. 
where you've got two women's titles matches and they're they're like really good technical wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. This just sort of lets it down. And yeah. yeah, disappointing. I thought yeah. Trish was a lot better in the ring than Leah was. Yeah, she quite slow. Yeah, and I suppose it was what Leah used to be. You know, uh, in terms of her her performances, it was a pretty drastic drop off. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't even yeah. know who won. Do I remember Becky's music playing? Yeah, they, uh, they put over the baby faces. Becky pinned Bailey, I think. Okay. Uh, next up, father versus son. A match that I was quite looking forward to. A oh. match that you told me that you didn't really care about. I didn't. I, I, I wanted it. Like, uh, I've, I've been quite critical here. I've wow. got, like, at the start of my notes... Dom went to jail, question mark. This is some Mountie and Bossman shit right here. <laughs> I didn't know the Mountie was Bossman's dad. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Uh, did, did you not, like, the, the package had me a little bit with the whole, like, little Dominic and the Eddie and Ray and stuff like that, no? Nah. nah I can see what it was going for. Like... Yeah, I, like I, I think because like I've not been watching on TV. Maybe if I'd been watching some more of it or previous shows or on TV or whatever, mm-hmm. I might have been dragged in. I kind of think you know, for me, Ray, I'm done. I've I've, I've <laughs> moved on from Ray. Sorry, Ray. <laughs> you don't. Well, you shouldn't. I know that it happened kind of with Edge, but the circumstances were different. If you're going in the Hall of Fame, get out of the ring. You're done. Right, move on. Sorry, Ray. <laughs> and then uh, Dom, you know, I, I think I get why they did the turn and the affiliation with, um, oh, I forgot the name of the group. Uh, Judgment Day. Judgment Day. I, I get it. Um, but for me, when I look and when I hear, for me, Rhea Ripley's the star of that. Dom's just kind of there. Uh, yeah, That's his uh, mummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm disappointed in this. Anyway, let's let's talk it through. I like the Judgment Day. Uh, I think uh, I like Damien Priest. Uh, I like him in ring. I think he's got a great look. I think he should be pushed as like the next Undertaker. I've said this before. Um, I like Finn Balor. I think we both like Finn Balor. Yep. Uh, Ray Ripley's amazing, and Dom's like Dom's shown a lot more character than just this sort of smiling. Oh, I'm with my dad, baby face type thing. He's more. I don't know. He's he's done a good job, I think, as as they, since they've turned them and that. But that's from seeing bits and pieces versus you coming in uh, blind and fresh. Yeah. Um, go on. When when um, I, I thought I would, if there was going to be a moment, see when he was giving disrespect to his mother mm-hmm. and throwing a drink on his sister and stuff like that. That probably would have been when it grabbed me, but because I, I don't, I don't know these people. I don't, I don't care about the family. Like, bit, bit harsh to say, Heartless. but I don't. I, don't I was like, oh, maybe they've got it coming. <laughs> Poor Angie, she's just, and you know, Angie was going to study to be a doctor, and she put it all aside for Ray and his. Lucha shenanigans, how dare you? I did like that Dom used a Michinoku driver. I did like that. 
Okay. That's positive. Yeah. Uh, I liked the entrances. I thought that, um, well, like, it's it's silly, obviously. Yes, he got taken to jail because he, I think on, like, he brought Rhea to, like, Thanksgiving dinner dinner, and then they were, like, disrespectful at the dinner table and all this. So they called the police on him. And then they did this whole angle. He was in jail for, like, an hour. And he was like, he was coming out and Ron saying, when you've been to jail, like, I have, it changes your life. And he's got, so like, he's poking teardrop, fun at it. Teardrop yeah. tattoo and all that. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, okay. It's okay. firmly tongue in cheek. I don't know if that came across as a casual viewer. I don't know if it came across well enough. Because had... for him, he's playing it 100% straight. Like, right. he, like he means it. Because I think Corey Graves was playing it as straight mm-hmm. as well. Whereas Cole was mocking it. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. But I, I, it just wasn't all coming together quite okay. for me. Okay. So the whole police fan, I liked him coming out with the mask on. It's so funny how you can see how much he looks like his dad when he had the mask on. Mm, yeah. Versus when he yeah. takes it off. Um, I'd liked him to wrestle in the mask. I thought that might have been quite cool. Mm. Um, and then you had Ray coming out with the... He had three entrances, Ray Mysterio. Just bear that in mind for when we get to the Edge Finn Balor match and I may go <laughs> off. Um, I did like the Eddie stuff, though, to be fair. Uh-huh. Why the fuck does Snoop have to be driving the lowrider? Fuck off, Snoop. It's all, he's one, the mate. only one back there that knows how to drive them. He's been in all the music <laughs> videos. <laughs> uh, you didn't like the match. I quite enjoyed it. it I was invested. It just didn't grab me. I think there was was there a moment as well where Dom went for a six one nine, and then a frog splash, and I thought that's mm-hmm. quite good as a wee slap in the face, you know. But uh, yeah. And the the people that came out to to run off the judgment day were wearing Latino World Order yeah. t-shirts. I noticed I don't know that. It's a thing. If we're bringing yeah. back the LWO, no, I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. Unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, I noticed that um, as well. I wrote it down. I was going to ask, but okay. Things coming out coming out of this. Rey Mysterio's ego is bigger than him. Clearly, imagine no putting over your son. At WrestleMania, you've had a Hall of Fame ceremony where you are the centerpiece of the Hall of Fame, and you can't put over your own kit. What's wrong with that man? When you're getting inducted into the podcast Hall of Fame, and your boys are kind of nipping at your heels with their own podcast, you're going to put theirs over. Absolutely, of course. Yeah, it's what you do. It's what a father does. Hulk Hogan would have put over Horace. <laughs> was Horace his son? Oh, I don't think he was his nephew. <laughs> I think he was, yeah. I think Beefcake was maybe his son. <laughs> he would have put over Nick then. Ah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Went to bat for him a few times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my favourite NWO member, Horace Hogan. Um, yeah, and obviously we're setting up something with Dominic and, and Bad Bunny. Yeah. Um, Bad yeah. Bunny pool. I like that they had a chain. It didn't have mm. to be some sort of weird purple shaded gimmick. Yeah, just a chain. Yeah, just a chain. Cool. Yep. 
Bad Bunny. 65 and a half million people listen to him. Why not stick him on there and get eyeballs? Absolutely, yeah. On him. So we shall see what happens in Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. Okay, next match. Anything in between? Nope. Okay, next match. Uh, was my favourite match on this card. Certainly yeah. on night one. Maybe my favourite match over the whole over the whole piece. Uh, for for one of the sorry, go on. You know how I said that I maybe went in with some preconceived ideas? Mm-hmm. I have been bored at times watching Charlotte matches. Mm-hmm. And I think I expected to be bored. Okay. However, yeah. mm-hmm. I was very pleasantly surprised by this. I thought this was really good. Nice. Nice. I, I wonder... It's weird to have spent time in your day wondering about Charlotte Flair, but I was today and, and just thinking, has she, is she hamstrung by the lack of talent that's been around her? Um, maybe. And maybe, you know, we've talked before about chemistry and sometimes matchups just work. And mm-hmm. maybe she just has better chemistry with Rhea Ripley. I can't remember their previous Mania match, but this is a very different Rhea Ripley from from when that was a yeah. couple of years ago. But, you know, I remember her, she was in a lot of matches with Sasha Banks. She was in quite a few matches with Becky. Never, it just never really grabbed me. But, mm. um, yeah, this this worked. This was, uh, yeah, this was very, very good. It um, was. A, a, like, I, th- I think sometimes I've got a bit of a thing about women's wrestling, not to like a cornet level, but but just at a like, I, I like wrestling. I like good wrestling. I can get behind and sit there and enjoy a good match. But I, I don't know. Like with these two, they looked like they didn't like each other. They looked like mm-hmm. they were trying to hurt each other. Um, there was nothing choreographed about it. There's no like gymnastic routines, and that that pertains to men and men and women's matches. Mm-hmm. Everything about this, this could have been the main event, easy peasy being the main event. And, yeah. And, and I would have loved it. I thought it was amazing. Really, really good. Yeah, agreed. Very physical. Mm-hmm. Um, they're obviously putting Rhea over as like this monster. She's Powerhouse. She's so yep. strong, so powerful. They, they have, I think usually Charlotte is often the bigger, you know, the stronger, the taller, the more athletic. Uh, in matches she's in, but in this, a little bit more of the physical underdog. But she's doing a lot of wrestling in the match, Charlotte, to try and get the advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the crowd were really there for Rhea Ripley. And, you know, she's in this heel faction, uh... but I think she's got over to such an extent that people felt the time is right for her to be wearing a world title. Um, yeah. Yeah, just really, really impressed, as I mentioned. Wasn't all that enthusiastic about the thought of it, going into it, but very pleasantly surprised by this match. Good. Some some dodgy-looking moves, and you know, not not dodgy-looking moves, but some tough, um, some mm-hmm. tough moves. A couple of German suplexes that, that Charlotte took that that looked pretty hairy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but if this, it's interesting because I was like, "Oh my god, that's that that was close." If it yeah. was a guys' match, I'd be like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. Uh, I think um, where Ripley's a really good seller in moves. A couple of yeah. times yeah. she took a DDT and she sold it like mm-hmm. expertly. Yeah. Uh, I think I would give this five stars if I was pushed for a for a or very impressed. I'm trying to decide in my mind if it was my favourite match on the whole thing because there's not a huge amount of contenders, but it's it's definitely up there. Definitely. Yeah. I like that she'd put a uh, Ripley pulled out her finishing move and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So she had to go at the top rope and do it. Yeah. And that's how we finished the match. That yeah. Uh, and I think just... it kept Charlotte strong. This is a huge performance by a monster and she hung in there and she was competitive and the Rhea Ripley had to go to that extent to put her away. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was well good, well it was done. Really good. Yeah. I liked um I liked how Charlotte sold it sitting on the outside and and Rhea was getting the cheers and she was just mm-hmm. nodding her head and, yeah. and saying aye like she yep. got me this time. She got mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Uh, that was class. Well played. Well played. Let's give them one of these. Now that we've spoken about this before, pacing and all that sort of stuff, but I mean, does does the thinking about pacing come into a show when it's four hours long? That's a question. However, they probably had to take the crowd down. Mm-hmm. But I did not appreciate being taken down <laughs> by Miz and Snoop Dogg and Pat McAfee. Yeah. I don't get the Pat McAfee thing, I don't think. I, I assume, like, again, a lot of this is tied into an audience he brings from elsewhere. Um, okay. yeah. I know Michael Cole, I mean, he's fanboying here, but I know that he has talked about how much he loved calling matches with him and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, do, I don't think we need to see him in ring. They did this last year, didn't they? Like the exact he, same thing. It, did he not have an actual match with Vince last year? Was it with Vince? I think so. Oh, it was. Yeah, you're right. I remember him punting the ball at him. <laughs> yeah. So they've they've had you know they they they'd previously highlighted George Kittle being uh, mm. ringside, and I think it's it's been a known thing for ages. He's a massive wrestling fan. Big guy. Has a man ever wanted to be Travis Kelsey more? <laughs> I'm sure he'd like his Super Bowl wins anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, big guy sitting ringside and he gets involved as well. Um, again, probably hoping to make some, you know, news stories uh, with that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's... Part. I, I, I kind of... I've never been his biggest fan, but Basically, there's all these segments just ripping the Miz. <laughs> he's, he's losing to non-wrestlers all over the place. <laughs> yeah. The only <sighs> thing I liked about this was Corey Graves calling Pat McAvee Aaron Rodgers' personal propaganda machine. <laughs> <laughs> A proper burst of laughing at that. <laughs> okay, night one, main event. Kind of culmination of a good long, a good long period of storytelling. Yeah, uh, the Usos with the undisputed tag team titles taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, what do you think? I enjoyed it. I was enthusiastic for it. I really like 
watching the Usos tag matches. I think they're a good tag really? team. Yeah. I was uh, going to ask you about that. I've, like, I think they do enough of the sort of old school try and isolate a person, you know, that kind of thing, that mm-hmm. I, I, I tend to enjoy their matches. I like the fact that they do a lot of stuff in coordination with each mm-hmm. other because I've, I've enjoyed that through my tag team life. Um, and I was thinking maybe there's been times where I've been like, all right, it's the Usos again. Okay, they've been around forever. It's them in a tag match again. But I think in this environment, the storyline and it coming up against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, I was I was very enthusiastic for this. Nice. I liked I liked the Sami Zayn was doing the whole like wounded dog kicking out everything. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you do to him, um, he'll kick out everything. I like that. Um, Owens, Owens is a funny character. Um, the 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 frog splashes off the apron and the senton bombs. I p- could probably do without, to be honest. <laughs> um, I do. I did like back in his sort of early, just after coming up from NXT, he was like a sort of prize fighter type thing, wasn't he? He was like fight yeah. for money type thing. I'll fight anybody. Yep. Um, I think he's still got a bit of that. I just, I, I don't really know. I, I hate when he does his suckets. I think I'd say that to you. Yeah. Um, Usos, I was going to ask if you like them as a tag team because we both like our tag teams. And I, I, I don't know if I like them or not. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Sometimes the super kicks get a bit much for me. Okay. Uh, it becomes a little bit repetitive. I think, I think my biggest issue with them is they haven't been around in a tag team era. So they have been one of very few consistent teams mm-hmm. um whereas you know in the old days you would have like your set of say five or six really well established teams and you could make matches between those groups um Bangers. yeah whereas i mean even even yeah yeah i mean i was more <laughs> thinking heart foundation okay, okay. you know <laughs> bulldogs demolition you know that that kind of oh, era okay. but anyway. okay. uh, but yeah um i think they they maybe haven't had the range of opponents in terms of established teams um to you know grab you on a consistent basis that's a good point however i was thinking about this and those four teams that competed in that showcase mm-hmm. i think you could give any of them a match against them, maybe apart from the Street Profits because they've done it about a hundred different times. Mm, but okay. stick all those teams in a ladder match or something. I think they'd have a great match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think my point is more. Teams seem to come I, and go. I, I, you know, I, change I, brands. Hundred percent. Yeah. I get. I get. Where, I get where you're coming from. But yeah, um, this was. They were obviously massively playing up to the emotion. And in a way, Kevin Owens is just kind of there. He's... Really good point. Really good point. He's Sami Zayn's pal. And you know that's a relationship that's been established. And he was a tool for that relationship when uh, Roman Reigns basically forced him to make a choice. Forced Mm -hmm. Sami to make a choice. Um, So yeah, I think you need a partner for Sami and that's the logical partner. Um, But yeah, I, I love... Sammy sells emotion really well on his face 
and there's not I've, I remember hearing it said before but I don't think I, I picked up on it all that much when I was younger but it's like people saying your your money is here even if you're a, a wrestler your money is in your face Adam is framing his face Madonna Vogue style oh, oh. And, and that is also going to come up when we talk about night two's main event because it's something I really noticed quite a bit okay. um but there's not all that many that do it in a really good, convincing way, but Sami Zayn does. Devil. I think it's a little bit of a lazy comparison, but I also think it's quite a good comparison. It's him and Foley, Sami Zayn and Foley. Yeah, yeah. I know, like, I think it's lazy because of the dishevelled look with the beard and, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely are things there that you can see. Yeah. Um, like this was, I think, emotion was the main selling point of this match. I yeah. like the end. Yeah. I, I like the whole stuff between him and Jay and him like putting the nail in the coffin very mm-hmm. firmly with the did he hit him with three different halluva kicks? I yeah, guess. he did. Yeah. And he lets him fall on him and he mm-hmm. pushes him back and then hits again. Because I thought we were getting on, oh no, he's gonna regret this. He's gonna yeah. he's actually gonna stop himself. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and I think he, that was... he went back to do it, and the crowd go absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. That that was a really good because this story's gone back and forth, and you can never rule out another twist in the story. Mm-hmm. Although you're pretty sure, but you can never rule it out. You just didn't know for sure. But there's also the with Sammy always coming across as very vulnerable, very human. Um, you just don't know if he is willing to cross a line or not. Um, but yeah, no, I thought they played that really well. I was, I come to the end, I was really happy for him. Mm-hmm. But you just, there, there's a little part in the back of your mind that thinks it's a bit like a consolation prize. Yeah, it does feel. I, I do wonder if you could go into like a booking room in WWE, you know, and, and just say, where, where do you see Sami Zayn? I'm just curious about where they see mm-hmm. him because. I think what happened over the last year or so took them by surprise. That wasn't the plan. That was clearly supposed to be a short-term thing, and then you sort of kick him aside and do whatever. But mm. it the, the crowd got invested in it, and he grew into it, and he seemed to be at, you know, world title challenger level, and he got his, his opportunity. But where do you go now, and how do you yeah. stop him just becoming a mid-carder. That's what I think they, they had the same issue with Jey Uso. He was kind of like a tool mm-hmm. um, for for showing us how sadistic and, and messed up Roman's character was. Yeah, yeah. And then Jimmy came back and they sort of fell into that back. And mm-hmm. I'd love to see Jey Uso uh, go back to where he was, um, out with the context of the bloodline and in a you know, like say the belt went back over and they split the belts mm-hmm. and Jey Uso was on Raw and Roman was on SmackDown. I'd like to see him a contender mm-hmm. and I think you could put Sammy into that as well. Um, out with the context of the bloodline, I think mm-hmm. it would work. Yeah. Interesting where mm-hmm. everyone kind of goes from here. Yeah. Okay, so that was night one. Sheesh. Um, come the end, I'll I'll be honest, like I really enjoyed night one just as a as a spectacle. Like I said, I was sitting with my kid and he was loving it. Interestingly, Excellent. he does not he, he won't watch women's matches. I don't okay. know why. Um but he came in about halfway th- he came back in about halfway through Rhea and Charlotte and he was glued to it and he was like, Oh my god, 
So interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it goes to show Summon, that like Simmons grabbed him there. Yeah. Aye, aye. Yeah. Okay, doke. Night two. Are we ready to go? Go into it. Let's do it. Oh God. My first note says, "Oh, good, the miss again." My first note says, "Guy sings a song." C- country singer Jimmy someday sang something. <laughs> we had Becky G the first night. Are you a big Becky G fan? Wasn't familiar with okay. Becky G before. No. no. And the Jimmy guy? Yeah, didn't really know him either. Not yeah. big fan of his work. My bad. Yeah. I'd, a great again a good match to start the second night of the card. I know you were not up for Omos Lesnar. I was like weirdly up for Omos Lesnar for some reason. I think the whole spectacle and uh, novelty factor of this giant versus Lesnar and they and the little build up that they'd had brought couldn't they got anything over on him and and Omos was doing the whole ah oh, 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 like just looking at him. A lot of times, so I think they they played it up quite well that this was a challenge. I enjoyed it. You did not enjoy it. I was actually I was really surprised how over Lesnar was with the crowd. The crowd were so enthusiastic to see Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I can see the logic in this being your first match on the card. Mm-hmm. This big guy. I mean, what 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 do they want him to be? Is like where are they going with this? Okay, so if in a in a in a pre-scandal world, if Vince, if you knew Vince was booking this, I think Vince would add almost go over, and I genuinely think he would be involved in some sort of title shot within the year. Do you? I don't I mean just, through merit. Yeah, but I can see Vince would love him. I I, I get it. I I think he could see it now. What I do, can he talk? I know he's got um, MVP, MVP with him. Um, I, is this guy going to sell tickets? And I would have thought that's what Vince would be looking at. Um, well, based on the size of him. Yeah, he's just standing there doing a bear hug. Hmm. As soon as he picked up Lesnar and just sort of half arse launched him, I was like, oh, yes. This is what I'll be right wanting. at the start, didn't he? And I thought, uh-huh. oh, okay, is he just going to absolutely destroy Lesnar? Um they did a choke slam. I can see that being an effective move for him. I don't think there's many about that would be doing that now. You know, you used to have Undertaker, Kane, and Big Show kind of all doing their choke slams. I'm not sure many are doing that now. Damien Priest does a choke slam. Ah, I'll leave it with Damien Priest. <laughs> Future Undertaker. <laughs> he did three body slams in a row. I was like, all right, cool. So that's what he's been working on in the development center the body slam. <laughs> Uh, the German suplexes probably didn't look as exciting as I thought they might. It just kind of looked like he was falling into his bed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it must just, just from a like logic point of view, even ignoring the weight, a guy that height, it must be quite a difficult move to try and execute and make uh, it look. You'd good. have to get him from his knees to or yeah. something to get him up in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they've tried to tell a little bit of a story. So they got the bear hug. Hurt Lesnar's back. He tried to F5 him and, and he couldn't. But then within the space of about two minutes, quick. he got him up for the F5. Yeah. And Brock wins. And it's kind of like, well, what was the point? Well, I was hearing, like, I, d- I didn't remember this, but didn't last year Lashley beat Omos, I think? Oh, got a 
No, I think he did at Mania. Okay. I think okay. they had the match, and I think it was very similar in terms of a he's ready for this level of competition now. And then Lashley just beat him, and then we're a year down the line, and a guy that just got beat up by Lashley is just beaten almost now. So mm. strange. Uh, I think I said to you, I like this. I like their use of Lesnar here, sort of special mm-hmm. attraction type match. You just need to be near the main event. If we need to keep him around, then yeah. <laughs> Have him doing stuff like that. I mean, mm. to be fair, I'm done with him, but clearly the crowd aren't because the crowd popped big. He's for, been for playing Lesnar. this sort of daft, happy Viking cowboy thing, though, <laughs> and 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 speaking on the mic and quite funny and all that. I think that's he's got a bit of his personality over. And then they, they turned him heel last night. Uh, I was thinking maybe you know because he'd always been with Paul Heyman, basically. Mm. And then obviously Heyman's in the biggest storyline, so he has to be separated from that. And I did wonder if maybe you get a different Lesnar when you remove Heyman. Um, but yeah, I, I, as you say, if this was the spot for him, then keep that as the spot for him. I don't need to see him up against Cody Rhodes for for uh, like oh, three pay-per-views or whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Remember that they had Tim and CM Punk have a match at SummerSlam 2013, which is 10 years ago. Jesus. And I remember us both saying, like, this feels like a good spot. It's like high-profile yeah. matches that are nowhere near the title and they're mm-hmm. their own isolated thing. That's 10 years yeah. ago. <laughs> um, and now here he is on Raw, taking out the title contender. Who knows? Who knows? Um, the next match was the women's a showcase and if anybody watched that they can let us know how it was no i'm just joking i think you watched it uh, so what i've got they're, they're clearly trying to make a thing of is it raquel rodriguez is that her name mm-hmm. yeah that's braun Strowman's girlfriend <laughs> it is i'm just do wondering they just, why do they just lift each other so enthusiastic <laughs> she's just like so strong no wonder <laughs> Sorry. So they're 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 clearly making a big thing of her. And I remember thinking that at the Rumble as well. Um that they're oh, really? they, they, they want her to become a thing. Um right. so uh I, I couldn't you know, I think we did we both we both I think predicted effortlessly in this that Rosie and Baszler oh, would go the over. Predictions. Yes, yeah, we did. Um and they did. But I did wonder if Baszler was legitimate injured because I think she barely played a role in the match and then came in and Helped with the arm late raise for for Rousey. <laughs> um, so yeah, and they they the two of them were barely in the match, and the announcers were basically putting over us. Well, that's the clever thing to do in this kind of situation. <laughs> we let the others soften each other up, and then Rousey goes in, puts an arm bar on somebody, and, and they get the win. Brilliant. What did you think of Shotzi? Um, very little. <laughs> the reason I ask is uh, when when we went to see the WWE show in the, at the Hydro. In Glasgow in October, like Shotzi mm-hmm. was wildly over. It oh, really? Mental for her. Aye. Oh, okay. She okay. used to come out in a tank. Um, oh. and I wonder if that's why people liked her. Possibly. Okay. Um, now we get to what I like to call Adam, my WrestleMania stiffy. Uh huh. <laughs> What were they? What were they saying before this match? Everybody needs a mic or something. Some sort of daft, caffeinated, alcoholic drink. They were talking. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Now, the reason why this is my WrestleMania stiffy um, is because, well, it's clearly obvious, is it not? These guys were going incredibly stiff. Uh, it's for the Intercontinental yeah. title. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus versus champion Gunther. What a match. You must have loved this. I really did. Like, I, I'm a, I'm a Gunther guy. Right? Gunther Knight. Yes. I, I think he needs a, a main event push. Um, I'm confident, actually, it will happen. I don't know quite when, but I'm confident it will happen. But uh, I'd, I've never I've never massively taken to Seamus, but he's fine. And I, actually, there was something I watched. What did We watched a show that he was featured quite heavily in. And I, I quite enjoyed it because he just seems to be like this. He's just playing a tough guy now and he's, he's just trying to, you know go aggressive and uh, and have these yeah. kind of matches. Um, I think it might have been, a, was it a multi-person one involving Imperium? Did he did he have Possibly. a... Did we watch the War Games pay-per-view, maybe? Was it that? Possibly. Possibly. I but I remember quite quite liking him in that. And uh, Drew McIntyre, I, I quite like as well. So I was I was up for this, and I thought it is just going to be this ridiculously physical match. Um, I, I, I think everything about like everything about Gunther is amazing. Like he's he's got a look about him. He can do everything in the ring. There's like a almost sinister like poise about him. Um, seems like really hard to fluster. And yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all in, all in on that guy. Like it. I think I think from the moment who came out first, Drew. Drew came out first. He had the white kilt on. Which is a bit different. Yeah. Um, I think from the moment they came out, it felt a wee switch. It felt like, oh, this is a big WrestleMania match. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, Let's get started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm the yeah. same with Sheamus, but he has sort of turned into this guy that will put a match on the card where it's a bit hard hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Gunther, they had Imperium uh, announce him out. And the whole music and the presentation and the uh, the ring general type character that he's playing, you get the impression that that is his character. He believes he, it's not a character. I think is what I'm trying to say. He believes mm-hmm. yep. that that's what he is and, and who he is. Um, I, I hated the very start where Drew kind of just did this half arse drop kick to kick Gunther <laughs> out of the ring so that him and Sheamus could start smashing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but once they got into it and started exchanging the chops and the punches and the uppercuts and the elbows, it was just, it was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked, um, there, there's little bits and pieces in the, the way that they're presenting Gunther. Like, he has a Boston Crab on uh, Seamus and McIntyre hits it and he just keeps the hold on. It's <laughs> it, like, but it's it's not a this guy's impervious to pain. It's a this guy can take a lot of pain. So mm-hmm. yeah, he is just going to keep the hold on. Um, and I didn't like. I had a feeling going in that they would put him over because I, I feel like certainly in what I've watched, which isn't a huge amount, he's not had an awful lot of like spotlight individual matches. Um, and I felt like he maybe needed one. And I thought this is a, a really good situation to give him one. Anyone that's maybe not watching every week, show him in this light, show him as in this match against two 
established names, former world yeah. champions, yeah, yeah. Um, and have him, you know, be be the guy that comes out on top in the end. But I thought it doesn't. This match didn't hurt anyone. You're not moving Sheamus and Drew McIntyre down the card because they've lost this match. Um, But I thought that the way that they put Gunther over does hopefully indicate big, big plans moving forward for him. I thought that uh, I thought McIntyre might win this, and I thought Gunther might drop and go up, Um, but clearly not. But um, yeah. Interesting to see what they do. I think Gunther's closing in on a year as Intercontinental Champion. I wonder if they're marking time to give him that. When did a long title reign start becoming a thing? Again? Mm. I don't, Yank, I don't dislike it. As well. but, nah, same. Yeah. Um, I think in 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 the past we would have complained about it, but it's, it's, it's I suppose it's probably who's got the cha- who's got mm-hmm. the title. Yeah, and they have started doing the whole US as the US title is the Raw belt. Intercontinental title is the SmackDown belt, and they're held in a bit higher prestige. Maybe it's mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, I thought McIntyre. I, I know you're high on Gunther. Um, I thought McIntyre was the star of this match. Okay. I liked when he just started revving up and going mad, and he did the dive over the ropes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that was pretty awesome, actually. Like as a, you can see that like being slow motion replayed in a package and stuff like that that was one of those moments because he he's such a big guy like mm-hmm. to be showing that level of agility that was impressive i think he's still due a proper title and i know he was he was champion but he was champion during a time when there was no fans and i, yeah. I do think he is due that i still you know going looking back i thought they would change title at clash at the castle i thought i thought mm-hmm. he was going to win then yeah, and he's just sort of been pulled into this stuff with Sheamus because he's mates with Sheamus mm-hmm. basically um, not complaining though, it's a really fun match what was next? Bianca versus Asuka? yes because this is where my notes start getting a little bit less I have an irritation with oh, Bianca. Oh, you said you were yes, you said you had an issue. Right. She she's clearly very athletic, physical, good performer, all that. I don't watch and think, oh your matches are all shit, you know, you're rubbish. I get a bit irritated. This was my first irritation. It started with the hair. Right, I get it. You twirl your hair. Right, okay. In the match, she keeps doing things. That show off the athleticism, mm-hmm. backflips, but, and, and but things like... don't actually impact the match. Oh God, you're saying like cornet? Like, why is she doing like a? a oh, I don't even know what you call it. <laughs> like she's heading towards the ropes, and she does like a handstand or whatever to spring yeah. off the rope. Why? What? Mm-hmm. What was the point? There was a time where they do it outside where Asuka's got her back to the ropes and uh, Bellier's got her back to the announce tables and she runs towards her and they, she just sort of lifts her up, bounces off ropes and comes back down again. I thought the same, to be fair. I, I just, I, I started finding it irritating. Um, I, I, I've always quite liked Asuka as a performer. I, I, I felt, I wondered if she 
because she seemed to disappear certainly from that kind of level for for quite a while um i imagine triple h is a fan because yeah. i think she started to to climb back up but i don't think there was ever any point where i thought she would win the title i think oh, i, I really? kind of yeah i i know i think this would this have been a year as champion for yeah. bianca belair um, and I feel like they've been keen to go with her for a while. And I, I just would have been really shocked if they'd gone with Asuka um, here. I, th- I think that... Um, I used to think Bianca was a great heel in NXT. Uh, and I was surprised when they turned her into this um, sort of... She's like a proper baby face. Proper, mm, proper. I've... But she's almost Cena-esque in her baby face yeah, uh, behaviour. I've never seen her as a heel. I've never really like good, really good yeah, as a heel. Okay, interesting. And she used, she would whip people with the hair and all that sort of stuff, and it would, uh, you know, like that sort of heelish. I wonder behavior. if a turn would interest me more. Um, I thought the match was fine. Oh, you know, like in in ring, I thought I thought it was a, a totally fine match. Uh, I I didn't. I don't remember being like bored. I remember being irritated a couple of times, but um, I thought as a match, it was it was absolutely fine. Yeah. I wonder. I, I wonder if they're in a position where they can't really turn her heel because I, I'm sure she appeals to little girls. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, and we saw with the entrance and all that sort of stuff, um, the whole sort of like I can understand why young girls especially would uh-huh. in, enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wonder if they're. I, I, I thought Asuka's funny because they've tried to turn her heel. Um, and she's turned into this sort of cat joker type character, but I still mm-hmm. think the crowd just just cheer for her anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and she spits mist, and that's cool. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, she missed with the mist. Missed with the mist. Yeah. On a weekend where the uh, where the great Muta got inducted into the Hall of Fame, you'd think the person uh... spit, spitting the mist would have. I never worn. actually thought about that. Maybe that would have, could have made me think, because <coughs> they reference her mm-hmm. um, speaking to the great Muta. Um, yeah, but it still didn't occur to me. Hmm. I, I, I think I kind of forgot she did the mist thing. and I've, Yeah, I've seen her do it quite a few times. So Bianca, I like the KOD. That's a cool finishing mm-hmm. move. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, and obviously I think she's got the strength to perform that on the, the majority, certainly the vast majority. Yeah, what was the, what was the name of that that big lass that um, is a extended member of the Rocks family? Was that uh, uh, oh the one that's been away for a while? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She wouldn't be doing that on her. What was her? I always mix her up with another another one of the women. Uh, it'll come back to me at some point. Um, okay. Cool. Not as okay. nothing, nothing like, nothing like Ripley versus. No, not as good. Uh, it was certainly was nowhere near the worst match. Uh, oh, the, yeah. the show. Yeah. Oh no. Talking of which. Oh no. <sighs> we got the got the, the dog father wrestler in the what, ring. Again. What was it you messaged me after you had finished or were watching that women's match? There was something that you messaged me. Something like. I, I I better not see another mismatch or something like that. Another impromptu mismatch. Yeah. And uh, I knew what was coming. What have I said here? Oh yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, have, oh, I 
I'd got past the Intercontinental Triple Threat match, I says to you, have I got much more to watch? If there's another impromptu mismatch, I'll stun on my TV. That was it. Yeah. You said, you said something about, yeah, I would get yourself, get yourself some insurance for that TV. <laughs> because I had seen <laughs> yeah. what was next uh, after this women's match. And I knew, I hated this, and I knew this could send you over the edge. If you were in attendance at SoFi Stadium, this sounds like one of those messages you get, but if you were in attendance at SoFi Stadium and cheered Shane McMahon coming out, shame on you and your family and any generation that comes after you. That man should never be encouraged to be anywhere near a wrestling event, let alone a ring again. No. Bad. Naughty. Although, to be fair, the fact they fell over and hurt themselves is quite entertaining. And uh, some people are so quick on Instagram, you get like the the 50 50 screen with Vince running out at that, at, what was it, like the 2000s? Yeah, the Rumble. Royal Rumble. Yeah. When he pulls his quads and then Shane falling over. Good stuff. <laughs> Snoop, Dogg's, Snoop Dogg's elbow must go down. History is one of the worst things I've ever seen with my eyes. Uh, Triple H was giving him some props for reacting well in the situation was and it? saving the moment. Yeah. To be uh, fair, I, I guess Miz talked him through it, but it's yeah. quite funny. Uh, Snoop working on the fly. <sighs> Why would they do that? I, I, I'm sorry, but nobody was desperate to see shit. Yeah. So Triple H had said, expect surprises for this WrestleMania. So people are like, Randy Orton's come back. Jay White's going to debut. Shane McMahon's going to return. Mm, yeah. Where's yeah. it? Fuck off. Yeah. Okay. I liked the package for Edge versus Finn Balor. Me too. The package was How good really was good. That? The yep. whole voiceover thing. I was like, is this voiceover from someone else? Or has yeah. this just been specially made? I think it was specially made. It, it was. was cool. It was really good, and I, I didn't, I didn't have all that much enthusiasm going into. I like both performers. I hadn't cared enough about the storyline, you know, Edge obviously creating the group and then being ousted and mm-hmm. and all that, and then the attacks, including I think on his wife and stuff like that. And yep. yeah, I, again, maybe if I'm watching TV every week, maybe <laughs> maybe I'm buying in, but yep. I just wasn't that fast, but. I'm trying to get back in by looking, thinking it's Hell in a Cell, it's Edge, who I've liked over the years, it's Finn Balor, who I like, right, maybe maybe I can get into this. And and then, now, the intros. Two seconds, two seconds. Talk okay. briefly about the intros and I'll come back. The, the intros. I am sitting there hearing this, seeing this visual that says Brood Edge. What was and that I, about? I was thinking, hmm. And I remember you had messaged me like <laughs> days ago saying, Imagine Edge comes out to the brood music or something like that. And I was like, Wait, I was saying, Imagine came up through the, the Ring of Fire with Christian and Gangrel. <laughs> now, unfortunately, it's just him. However, I'll always like hearing a little bit of Slayer. So, you know, I, I was getting to hear that was something. cool. Yeah. Uh, and then I was. Uh, then they just start, he, he comes up through the floor. He's wearing something weird. I couldn't quite get what that a was. Ball. Yeah, yeah, it looked strange. That looked strange. Um, that was odd. I think he's supposed to. I think they were saying he's supposed to be the devil. 
Hmm. I've never seen the devil portrayed like that. Though. No. But then they, they kind of started as normal music and like it kind of went into a normal intro. Um, he's been watching too many Triple H WrestleMania matches, I think. Hmm. Uh, two things. Um, so, so this prompted me, right, why does everybody need multiple entrances in, in these WrestleManias? Like, it, it's not that big a deal but it's just a bit annoying it's just mm. a bit like I think the crowd would have went proper mad for the Alter Bridge song because yeah. they do, yeah. they go metal yeah. for it yeah. um, the whole he, he almost looked like you know, he opened up the wings and he was like the Jeepers Creepers yeah. Yeah. thing uh, yeah. It, was, it was weird it was weird, who, who do you think produces the entrances of things can't be the same people that produce the matches. No, they? I wouldn't have thought so. I think they'll have like specific, specific team that work on that kind of thing. Like people that do like you know the same way that people do concert, like yeah, and, and yeah, concerts and stuff. I would have thought so. Yeah, Triple H was always into his wild mm-hmm. WrestleMania. He a lot of like theme filled ones, film, uh-huh. film themed <laughs> ones oh. is what I was trying to say. Yeah, he did a Mad Max one one year, didn't he? Yeah, Term- yeah. Remember the Terminator? Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I've got there that the Brood Edge thing was really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Just go all the way with it or don't do it at all. Uh, yes. Yeah. And they've went to that well quite a lot. Um, I'm sure he came out. He's come out to the Brood music at least two other times. Okay. Previously, when he's fought like mm-hmm. Seth and, and somebody else. Um, or just come out to the Slayer music. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And then, what did you think of Balor being the demon and, and all that sort of doesn't, stuff? Doesn't do an awful lot for me. Like, I, I, I think the first time I remember seeing them do it, I was like, oh, that's different. And then I, I, it's just, I don't know, it's maybe done it too often now for me. It's a little bit like university school project type thing. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, actually. Yeah, like I think he looks cool in the ring. Uh huh. And but the whole like twirling ribbons about and the smoke things he had and experimental theater. Yeah, that's that is what it's like, and the grunting and the like. I quite like going deep within yourself and find that dark side of you. Mm-hmm. It's maybe uh, something that they return to a little bit too much in wrestling, probably. Yeah. He's going to that place. Yeah. But, like, I get it, like, putting on the, the makeup and or the mm-hmm. face paint and yeah. making yourself yeah. feel different. But the grunting and acting as if he's an actual different <laughs> person. Yeah. He never used to do that in NXT, and we definitely talked about that when yeah. he was facing Samoa Joe. Yeah, he was still yeah, Finn Balor. He was just mm-hmm. like getting himself into a certain sort of mindset. But then, as this match goes, though, they seem to be making him like they're going for that impervious to pain thing mm-hmm. for him for a little while, until until he catches the ladder, the ladder on his head <sighs> and gets a massive gash. Hold on, before you go to that, I've got I've got a little nitpick with the brood stuff. Okay. Michael Cole says that the Brood were around in 1997. He's wrong. No, they weren't. 
I'm sure their their first pay per view appearance was like November 1998. Okay. Okay. Why did he say that? This mm. is why he needs Vince screaming in his ear. <laughs> Stop fangirling over Pat McAvee and just do the research, <laughs> Michael Cole. Anyway, sorry. Yes, he gets. Yeah, they're, they're, they're right open. You know what I look for now, I think, in Hell in a Cell matches, we talked about this fairly recently, is it's it's going to be so hard to... How do you improve on that Undertaker-Michaels match, which was incredible? Well, you know, you throw a guy off the cell, right? Okay, where do you go from there? But there were a couple of, like, I quite liked when Edge pinned Balor in the corner with the candlesticks, because that's different. Different. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm kind of looking for now at these matches, is just seeing something that you hadn't really seen before. Mm-hmm. And then they start seemingly rushing to edge going through this. I'm the TLC guy, so I'm going to go and get some tables, some ladders, some chairs, and start doing stuff with those. I, it did make me wonder whether this this was the plan was for this to be his last match, which I'm, I'm just not sure if it was. Yeah, um, I thought the same. Because he was also going through, he did like he did like Christian's finishing move. Yeah, um, Graves was, you know, he, he constantly saying he was doing an impaler DDT, um, which I don't think he was. I think that was yeah. called an execution, which Michael yeah. Cole. Yeah, so he, he, but he, he did that, seem to yeah. be doing like the old going through or the old um, mm-hmm. the old hits. Sort of I thing. couldn't work out how the what was it the kill switch is that the yeah yes. couldn't work out how that wasn't the end. That surely puts anyone away. Maybe it's well, only I'm if it's prettier if you're of a certain age. Yeah, maybe it's only if it's done by by uh, Captain Charisma. The master. That, that, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They, they they seem to be trying to go like, oh, this is going to be hardcore, um, uh-huh. like the candlesticks and stuff like that. Uh, we got the stomp. Did he get the stomp for the top of the ladder? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But since when did they have platforms in a hell in a cell? Yeah, that was convenient. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, that was quite cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I couldn't initially. I wasn't sure whether. See, when they they started saying the medics are coming down and all that, I assumed that cell door was being opened for a reason. Same. And yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and Balor's pals were about to join the party, but but uh, but no. <laughs> yeah, oh. uh, once the the camera was making a a conscious effort to stay away from Balor's face I assumed he was you were thinking, but then yeah. when, you know I sent you that photo earlier my god mm-hmm. unbelievable yeah pretty horrendous and I, I had assumed when they started talking about the blood I thought well he's covered in pain so you're not going to have a guy bleeding to you know for for, <laughs> for the effect when he's yeah. covered in pain anyway and nobody <laughs> can see it so yeah it, it fairly quickly became clear this is this is real and this is a bit of a problem. I did. I read something about the fact apparently they cut a few minutes off the match. They they went to the finish quicker oh, really? than they'd planned. Um, so I yeah. think they, they maybe had to rush through a finish sequence a little bit. Okay. Um, so, so we can rush through to the finish if you want. Yeah. Concerto, shabang, weirdly edge goes over. Shabang. I was really surprised. Shabang. <laughs> this was obviously, oh, hopefully, this is a blow off because this feels like these lot have been feuding for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I genuinely thought they put Balor over and Edge, Edge is done. Yeah, I thought yeah, that would have made more, not. more sense. I know that there's quite often at WrestleMania, there's a send them home happy 
uh, thought process with some of the the matches. But surely, when you've been in a storyline for that length of time, you pay it off in the logical way. Uh, but... Yeah, yeah. <sighs> right, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you to talk about the the main event for two seconds. I shall be back. Um, okay, we did we did have try, a brief. Do your best to waffle. All right. We, uh, you what? can go, I'll talk. We had a okay. brief uh, Hall of Fame uh, clip um, showing some of the inductees into this year's Hall of Fame. Some memorable names. Tim White, our, our favourite owner of a bar, an Irish bar. Uh, and uh, Andre the Giant's uh, minder, gopher, driver, all that kind of thing. Um, we had Stacey Keebler. Um, and the the sort of headline act, uh, the great Muta as well, and then the headline act was uh, Rey Mysterio, who came out, and uh, it showed the clip of when he came out for his induction. We had uh, his son, uh, Dominic, and uh, Rhea Ripley leaving the, the Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony, just walking out, turning their back on, on Rey, which was quite uh, entertaining. Um so that package basically took us up to the world title match. Um, so the main event, night two, the main event slot, I suppose, was always going to be Roman Reigns against Cody. Um, even without watching much TV, um, I've, I've seen enough to know about the way that they were telling the story from Cody's point of view. Uh, seeing a lot of his clips of his interactions with Paul Heyman um, and then uh, on to being with Roman Reigns. Uh, telling some quite, you know, interesting story arcs. Like apparently Dusty was a big fan of Roman Reigns, uh, believed he was going to be a superstar and Heyman doing the whole, you know, your 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 dad picked the winner. He didn't pick you, you know, that kind of thing. And you're like, oof. Um, all the emotion of that story um, led me to believe there was only one possible outcome at the end of this match. And do you know what's like the the really cool thing about that is is that Cody's played up to that. They've had they've got Brody Lee's kid in the crowd there, and he's went over and gave him the belt. Mm -hmm. Cody is over there giving his kid a hug, his family hugs, and all that. Like. It just adds to it. You just think you want this guy to to do this in front of his family. If you you really really feel that you want him to win, I have in my notes emotional. What's the bet? Vince changes the finish. <laughs> Listen, Pearl. <laughs> now maybe it was always the plan. Who knows? Who knows? So Triple H said in his post Mania press conference that the tagline for this match was finish the story but in this business the story continues who's to say that this was the end of the story and why is this not a continuation and why is this not just part of the story and I was like I was thinking myself can you imagine Wrestlemania 18 you've been out with your emotional quad injury Right, Jericho's got the title. He's the first ever undisputed champion, and they're you're going on after Rock Hogan. And from all we've heard, you've politicked to go on after Rock Hogan. And they say, 
this is just part of a bigger story, Paul. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna go, you're gonna let Jericho go over. Mm-hmm. Do you, I, I wondered actually. Do you think they've got twitchy because Roman Reigns been on top for so long? This storyline, I don't think anyone argues that this storyline has been the best for such a long time. This this whole Roman, Roman Reigns bloodline, bloodline stuff. Yeah, yep. it, it's been pretty spectacular. I wonder if they got a bit twitchy and thought we're not ready to move on yet. We're, we're, we're just not ready. But everything pointed to this being the right moment. You know, I... As we go through the match, you know, the, the, there's every reason to get to a rematch, although on Raw it sounds like they're, they're definitely not going immediately in that direction anyway. So, yeah, you could, in a few pay-per-views time, put it on Cody Rhodes, whatever, you know, but they didn't give him the moment on the big show at what felt like the peak, the culmination. It, it, it seemed so bizarre. But anyway, that's... I don't think they've had a challenger... That's as big as as Cody Rhodes. A challenge at Roman mm-hmm. um, has been as big as what Cody yeah. Rhodes has been since he's come back. Like the fan, the crowds love him. So it it does beg the question: who and when? You know, hundred percent. Yeah, like genuinely, the only person I could possibly think of would be if Randy Orton does come back. Mm. And there's no story there; it's no. just a a known yeah. face. So, there were a few things struck me on the intros. Um, obviously, Cody's one, the, very, the, the high emotion. Roman Reigns has got so good at looking every bit what he is portraying. Like, his confidence, like, facially, is, I, I believe, when, when I'm watching him, I believe he believes he is untouchable. He is above mm. everyone else. Why does he even have to fight this guy? You know, it's it's mm. that kind of thing. And the, the announcers are talking about is, is, is Reigns now only behind Hulk Hogan, Bob Backlund and Bruno San Martino in terms of the length of the reign. Right. Um, I was, I, I, they build him up to be such a huge deal. Like, this, this guy is unbeatable. They keep saying things like God mode and stuff like that. Which, again, though, was making me think this is going to seem so huge when Cody wins, because that's why it felt like they were doing it. Mm-hmm. Huh? <sighs> and and it's funny, I, I agree 100%. I'd love to hear an interview of him out of character um, and see where the lines are. Because from what we've heard, he's like this locker room leader and, and well-respected mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff. But there must be elements of... I, I I am the best. I, I really, mm-hmm. really am the best. Yeah. Um, he must have taken acting lessons, like ah. in some period, because like everything he does has effect. Mm-hmm. There's there's times in the match when he's uh, two things. That thing that I was talking about with flicking the belts when he's being yeah when he's being introduced is like silly and daft and subtle but it like says everything mm-hmm. like he's full of his own he's full of his own steam um, and, and there's times where he just wanders around the ring looking at the crowd uh-huh. but not yeah. in a trying to get a you know like not in a over the top I'm the heel uh-huh. sort of behaviour he's just looking at them 
yeah. like I don't know. It it does so much with supposedly doing so little. I, I don't think I've ever in a single match noticed so many things facially from a performer. Because like there's the moments where he looks like he's a little bit like, why didn't that put him away? Like, when he is questioning himself, he sells that really well. When he's frustrated, he sells that really well. And then he gets the upper hand again, and it's this, yeah, I'm, I'm right back where I need to be now. Mm. Everything's in control. I've got this. And it, he does all elements of that so well. Phenomenal. Proper full package. Even just a silly little thing with, with Heyman, and Heyman's like, you're the tribal chief. Mm-hmm. You've done this and you've done that, and he's just listening to him, like uh-huh. legit listening to him. Yeah. And he was like, "My tribal chief," you know, like this sort <laughs> yeah. of respectful. And then he yeah. goes in, and he's like, "I, I am, I am, I am." Right, it's cool, yeah. it's cool, it's cool. Yeah, so good. And like all that aside, it's a really good wrestling match as mm-hmm. well. It was, yeah. They got me a few times. There were like quite a few times where I thought it was done. Um, and it wasn't what you know how you get matches that have like a crazy number of false finishes and it's all just a bit like mm, that's they're going over the top now uh-huh. but it didn't feel like that i yeah. actually bought into the finishes quite a few times uh, yeah same and do you know what threw me as well was they were following the rules with the, the referee's 10 count uh-huh yeah almost unheard of it's bizarre mm-hmm. amazing is <laughs> I suppose it, it it did kind of feel like an, an older style match for that yeah. point of view. Yeah. Um, and do you know who else plays a role like perfectly is Solo Sokoa as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not very familiar with that guy, so I've I've only ever seen him just kind of standing around in the background. Um, I assume there are plans for him moving forward. Yeah, I was waiting. I think I was waiting for so much to happen in this match. Call me the most naive man in the world, but I genuinely thought, is The Rock going to come down here <laughs> and like feign to Rock Bottom Roman and, and, and Rock Bottom Cody or something like that? I genuinely <sighs> thought that at some point. Um, aye, Solo does that whole like menacing uh, muscle type character so mm-hmm. well. And I like that he does the Simone Spike as well. Yeah. Almost um, as good at that role as Beefcake. Almost. Almost. Um, a, a lot of good. A lot of good. Probably too much stuff. They came uh, out with like more than an hour left in the pay per view. Yeah, uh, they did. I wonder, yeah, I was kind of thinking. I don't know if I've got this in me, but then the entrance, Cody's entrance, caught me immediately. Um. There's some stuff where Cody's coming off the ropes for like the Cody Cutter, uh, which looked tough. And then mm-hmm. the second time yeah. he went for it, I think, and Roman caught him with a Superman punch was mm-hmm. brilliant, absolute yeah. class. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I suppose just a bit of shock yeah. that this is what they did. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, they've given because you, you've you've got the interference initially with um, Solo, who ends up getting thrown out of the match, mm-hmm. and then uh, you you kind of I, I had always thought are the Usos going to get involved? That that crossed my mind quite a few times, um, 
and you know the ref takes a bump. The Usos uh, come in. They do their. I'm trying to remember what they call their 3D. They don't call One, it a 3D. One D. Um, and uh, but then you get Owens and Zayn running out and basically taking care of the Usos, and it's almost like you're because they 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 do the there's a stunner and then a halluva kick on Reigns, so you're you're kind of back to square one, effectively. Both uh-huh. guys down and struggling, and they've both been impacted by the interference. Um, so I thought, well, if they want to put Cody over clean, you know, maybe that's how they go about doing it. Roman mm. has been softened up a bit, but then so was Cody. You know, I thought, maybe this is how they get out of this. Um, and uh, I kind of, I'd allowed myself, even though the ref was down, to forget about Solo, who'd been thrown out of the match earlier on. Um, but yeah, he's going to come back. And... I did like the aspect of him being thrown out because the referee heard him slapping him with the weight belt. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. I'm sure we've watched something, a pay-per-view recently, where someone was doing similar, and they did something really loud. How would you and not hear that? Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, I and and going back to the storyline and all that sort of stuff. There's the emotion with Sammy. Um, Hitting, hitting the hole of a kick and all that as well, which is cool. I did think, see when, um, oh, so Cody sidesteps a Superman punch, and then there's a bionic elbow, and then there's the two cross. I, I, I was all, I thought that's it. This is it. This is the end. This is how they do the sequence. The bionic elbow's been involved. He's done his crossroads. I think he's done two, and then he's lining up for a third. I think mm-hmm. was how they did it. And then uh, you see that Heyman's got the ref tied up and Solo's back and he does his spike. That's right, yep. yep. Um, and then there's the the spear. And I, yeah, I was just kind of shocked. I was like, oh. oh. Do, you know what, do you know what's impressive? I think Roman's mastered the art of kicking out at like two and nine and a half tenths. Yeah. And he doesn't look directly at the ref's hand in the way that The Rock always did. <laughs> Aye. Because you can see that a lot of the time, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's so good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, like, I remember years ago with Reigns when it felt like they were ramming him down everyone's throat, and it, it, it was tedious, and the crowd weren't buying into it, and it was still happening. And yeah, what he's become, absolutely, he was a, the right guy to be on top for a very long time. But it did just feel like that was the moment. That was the moment to make a change, and. You know, take him off for a while and then bring him back. You can spotlight him in a different way. You can do something different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very curious about where things go now. Yeah, I saw um, parallels between when Cena put over the Rock at WrestleMania 28. I think the Mania after eh, the Raw after that Mania, Brock Lesnar came out and F5. Yeah. John Cena. Yeah. Um, seen people saying it's a very lazy copy and paste mm. job. I, I, to be honest with you, I'm not that bothered about where it goes. To be honest, I'm not. I don't. I, I think that feels like a nice little bookend of um, the end of that. I, I would imagine they take Roman off TV for a bit. I think they'll have to, but yeah. Um, and maybe nowadays, maybe the shows and the pay per views can survive without the world title if need be. Um, well, they can push Omos up to the top of the card. A real star-making performance. And Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg versus Omos. <laughs> For the vacant world. 
Um, Genuinely, they should be if they're doing a rare Ripley Charlotte Flair rematch. Make that the main event about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could run with that. I imagine everyone that watched it was impressed by it. But yeah, what's your overall thoughts? Overall thoughts is you take bits and pieces from each paper each night and make a really good pay per view. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yep. Uh, What about you? Enjoyed some of it, um, pleasantly surprised by some of it, irritated by some of it, and yeah, yeah. I'm glad, uh, you know, I have enjoyed the Bloodline storyline. I think that was a reason to start watching at least the pay-per-views again, which is what I had been doing. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of makes me kind wish a little bit I'd seen the whole story, you know, from the start. Uh, but yeah, uh, Good enough, I think, to, to make up one good pay-per-view. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Well, that's in the bag. We'll be back. Possibly be back next year. Wrestling at 40 will need to be a big one. You would oh, think. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, has to be. In Philadelphia, apparently. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, Vince McMahon and the Liberty Bell have got... No, Vince McMahon, Triple H and the Liberty Bell have got two things in common. One, what did he say? What did the warrior say again? One's broken and the other's a ding dong or something. I remember. <laughs> oh, I forgot about a that. A ding dong. It was such an awkward moment. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Okay, so well, that's done. Where indeed. are we gonna go? Where are we gonna go? So we we've spoke about it. We'd, we. We've said that we're we're get we've we've possibly um, exhausted the whole. Let's pick a random pay per view, yeah, or or not so random pay per view. So we're we're going to commit. Now we the last time we committed, we committed to doing nineteen ninety eight, and I think we got to August. Um, I am amazed we got that far and had enough. Be- mainly because of WCW, I think. Yeah, it wasn't good. We had the the Ultimate Warrior returning to WCW in our distant future, and we we just we just swerved off the road, straight yeah. off the bridge and into the sea, and that's yeah. how we ended up. Pretty much ended up where we are. Yeah. Um, so we've decided to to commit to another journey, um, and we wanted to try and if we were doing like a sort of year across something, we wanted to try and bookend it somehow. We talked about Roxena. 28 to Roxena 29. Um, but ultimately decided against that. It's a little too modern, I think, probably yeah, for our taste. So. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, instead, we're going to be bookended by WrestleMania 21 and WrestleMania 22. The main sort of focus of what we're going to be looking at is Edge's rise from Money in the Bank winner to. Uh, his hardcore match with Mick Foley and, and his sort of progression from, you know, just just about past Intercontinental stage to main eventer and, and full-on rated R superstar, which is something I never really watched and, and never really lived. Uh, so that should be interesting. Yeah. Um, and we'll have lots of other good stuff throughout the way, I think, I hope. Yeah, there there must be. I think yeah, if we <laughs> there must we'll, be. we'll keep 
we'll obviously keep the spotlight on edge, but yeah, there must be some interesting stories on the go around there. Surely. So, oh, so if we're starting with, surely. So if we're starting with WrestleMania 21, would you like me to talk through the card? You probably know it. Yeah, go I'll for talk, it. Talk you through it. Okay, so um, we kick off with what is supposedly, arguably, one of the best openers in WrestleMania history, and that is the match between Eddie and Ray. Yep. Nice we start. Uh, our Money in the Bank ladder match. It, would this be the first one? Mania 21, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think it, is. it is. Yep. Kane, Benoit, Jericho, Christian, Shelton, Benjamin and Edge. Nice. We've got Undertaker, Randy Orton. Um, Trish Stratus versus Christy Hen. Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels. Never seen that match. Oh, yes. The Big Show versus Aki Bono in a sumo oh, match. Oh, no. You lifted me and then you flashed. <laughs> then you dropped me. <laughs> uh, and then we've got two World Heavyweight title matches. We've got JBL versus Cena and Triple H versus oh. Batista. The culmination of their... Nice. ...of the whole Evolution Royal it's Rumble. A, it's Good. a long time since I've seen this. I think, actually, we... Did you maybe mention being tempted to go with this show at one point? Yeah. 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 Uh, I think that'll be good. I've not seen this for a very long time. Do you know what's a neat little link? Is that this card is the last time WrestleMania went to Hollywood. Oh, really? Okay. Mm. Nice. There you go. Yeah, you found a link. Yeah, indeed. Um, so... Is it worth looking at the other? There's probably not. It's probably too early to look at some of the other pay-per-views that we've taken because, um, yeah, let's not. Yeah, we'll do. We'll focus on that one first and then take it from there. Okay. Excellent. Awesome. Sounds fun. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your commitment. I think you actually watched more of the two nights than I did, so I appreciate <laughs> your commitment. Um, I know that. That Raquel Rodriguez has made a big impact on you, uh, and you'll be you'll be thinking about her and Braun for many a night, lifting each other. Wow! I mean, just, I will now. Yeah, just going. Oh! Maybe he does that choo choo thing round their house. Is that his finishing move? Um, the choo choo thing. Yeah. Or just the oh god. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. On My that bad. note, yep. we shall see in two weeks when we go back to 2005 and we stay there when life was simpler, and you can get your thinking cap on for um for movies that might be out in 2005. Awesome. That's my era. Okay. That's your Let's era. do this. I like it. Okay. Yep. Right. Take it easy. You too.